Yes, you don't want it to be futile. We want to make sure you're, you didn't set that alarm clock for nothing. Amen? Amen. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. All right. Now, now, we are at the best for today. Going to our normal monthly empowerment equipping series. Let me, let me do this monthly because I want you to make sure, not, not me, God <laughs> wants you to make sure that you've seen these principles down. So right now we're doing our monthly empowerment equipping series, uh, Victory in Our Daily Roles. Uh-oh, today we hunkered down the horn of the wise, right? Last month we talked about the hubbies. All right, so we, this time we're going to talk about the wise, but, but, but here's the piece. As we will learn, it's not just for wise. See, the principles and rules that um, God has for us, in particular, the principles, we have to understand these pieces can apply in all our circumstances, all our situations, whatever role we play. And so if you get the principles down, it doesn't matter what role you play, whether you're a wife, whether you're a son, whether you're a man, whether you're a worker, or a co-worker. Again, if you're chosen to receive Jesus, your Lord and Savior, these are principles you can apply. Yeah, we're going to pick on the wild a little bit today because everyone has to understand our different roles that we play. But the principles you can extract and apply wherever you are, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're five years old, or whether you're 85. Amen? All right, let's look at our foundation scripture. Psalm 119, 105. Reference New Living Translation, Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. So God is saying, look, I'm get, uh, be, because my son Jesus Christ is no longer down there physically, I've given my Holy Spirit down there, but I've also blessed you with the instructions manual, the word. Because I understand on this earth, it's been, it's been given away uh, by Adam, and so it's right now being ruled by the enemy, this world system. So I'm going to give you an instructions manual about how to navigate and how to do the things I want to do, the things I have in my mind up here in heaven, I want you to do it right down here on earth. So to do that, I'm not going to leave you down here by yourself. I'm not going to give you my Holy Spirit, but I'm going to give you an instructions manual about how to navigate down here in this thing called earth. Amen? Now, God's objective for this most serious business. Again, twofold. One, to get us to get results. So if you understand, I'm sorry, yeah, that you understand how to get results from the Bible for your life. We have to we have to take the Bible away from it being, you know, this um, uh, religious book that might sit on the shelf that's that's like so untouchable. And we have to know, like, oh no, this is this is in, inspired by God. It's God breathed, and it's for me to have practical use in my hands for me to learn it and actually apply it. Does that make sense? Now how to get results in the Bible for your life. And then also with your with your relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit and the written word, you have to understand that you have all you need for victory in every area of your life, every role you play, every circumstance. So this monthly series that we do is for you to understand again how to get results in the Bible for your life. And how you understand that you have, you can get victory in every area of your life, regardless of what role you have, regardless of what the circumstances. Amen. All right. Amen. Now, God you to learn and embrace this. This reference Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen, New Living Translation. Again, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. That's okay. That's a good thing. Like, we, we, if I grow up hitting someone and getting into fights, and because of my mentality or because of my background, I think that's the right thing to do, 
it's a good thing to learn, oh, that's not the right thing to do. Does that make sense? So it's good that we have an instruction manual that will tell us what's wrong in our lives, why, so we can help grow and learn from that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, um, okay. So it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it, here's the key, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Amen? All right, now, again, another reason to embrace it, to mature it, and do this by faith. Let's reference 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. Amplify Pastor Version. Amplify Pastor Version. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. Now, again, we see the analogies here, but we have to understand the child here, not only the physical child, but the things that we do from a mentality perspective, they might have been childish. And what God is saying, my desire for you as children of God is to continue to grow. So when we receive Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we want to continue to grow in the things that we learn to do. So the things that may have purpose back in the day, we want to get to the point where it doesn't hurt us and, and or I also know how to handle that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So when I was a child, I talked like a child. You know what I mean? And so when I become a man, you're not talking about the male version of man, I became a mature person. So it's not just about the male version of man, because mankind is mankind, well, the male and female version. But here we're not talking about the male version of man, we're talking about I became mature, all right? Again, I mean, here's a note at the bottom. Always remember this. Spiritual maturity is not based on age nor years of just going to service. You've got to understand that spiritual maturity is not just based on age nor just years of service. Does that make sense? So maturity deals with when I understand something in God's word, do I choose to, one, try to understand, and then two, do I choose to apply it and do it? Um, so you can have someone that's been in, in let's call it, quote, going to service for 55 years. Well, if that person isn't choosing to apply what they've been learning, they have just been going from an attendance perspective. That's not a slam, but that's still helpful because they're still in the environment they can still learn. But you could take uh, a 13-year-old that has chosen to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, go and start choosing to apply some of the things just based on what they know, that person may be more mature than the one that's been in service for 55 years. Uh, and so uh, we have to understand it's not just based on age or years, it's what we choose to do. Amen? Now, so we, we talked about this last month, we understand, depending on where you are with different stages in life, we have different roles we have to play. So we see a few, obviously all of us, regardless of believe, being a believer, a Christian, which the main piece. But some of us may be husbands, we may be a wife, maybe a child, maybe a young adult, maybe a mother, maybe God. So we have different roles we have to play. And some of us are in these roles, are in more than, than one of these roles. Like, for example, I'm both a husband and a father. Does that make sense? And a man of God. You know what I mean? And so, so we have different roles we have to play. But we have to understand that God is looking at us in each of these roles because there are requirements for each of these roles. And so it's not like you get a pass for a father just because you're a husband. So if you're doing the husband thing, that's cool, but if you have also happen to be a father, there's some roles that, there's some instructions that God has specifically for fathers. Does that make sense? And so yes, it's God's design and a person is a father after he's become a husband, but irrespective of how that happens, 
we have to understand God is looking at, so we're going to be held accountable. I'm going to be held accountable just for my role as a husband. And then I'm going to be held accountable just for my role as a father. Does that make sense? I'm going to be held accountable just for my role as a pastor. So we have to understand, we have different roles we have to play. So it's important for us to take some time to understand these because we're going to be held accountable. Amen? All right, now. We talked about this before. Sometimes there's a, that cliche out there like, oh, I wish there was an instructions manual about how to be your wife. Oh, there's an instructions manual about how to be a parent. And I know that sometimes we've said those things in times of either challenge or frustration. But the truth is there actually is an instructions manual for how to do these roles. We just have to choose to open up and embrace it. And you can just reference those proof that's there in 2 Timothy 3 and 16. Joshua 1 and 8, John 14, 26, Psalm 119, 105, it's the name of two. The Bible is an instruction manual about how to engage in these roles. And I know sometimes people may have engaged in some of these roles without looking at the instructions manual. But if we choose to do it, we actually can learn because God is the author, let's say for, let's say for example, of being a father. So like we should be looking at him about how to be a father. He's like the number one example. Does that make sense? Now, so five steps. Five steps to get results from the Bible to change our circumstance. Five steps to get results from the Bible to change our circumstances and the roles that we're in. Now, number one, we talked about this before. Again, not taking anything for granted. First thing you want to do is, are you, so you take, okay, so you're a young adult. Let's just say you're 25, and, all right? And so, all right, so you, you may have, gotten out of high school, you may or may not have chosen to go to college or whatever, and you're working or whatever, and you're just doing this thing maybe called life, and you're just kind of left out of, um, you may still be at your parents' crib, uh, or you may not. But you're saying, all right, well, how do, I, how, how do I learn this phase of my life? Well, first thing you might want to do is you want to look in the Bible and say, all right, what does it mean to be, and you have to choose, have chosen to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you say, well, what do I do? All right, so now let me look in the Bible. Let me study people that may have been during this age. Let me study what it is to be a Christian. So what you want to do is you want to look in the back of the Bible, your physical Bible. Joe, can I hold this for a second? You want to look in the back of your physical Bible, all right? And in the back, you'll see a concordance or a dictionary. There you look up, you look up some words that deal with your role, your circumstance, all right? That's the first thing you want to do. Now, we understand this digital age, we don't necessarily have to always look at a physical Bible for that, for the reference point. Um, we, we, I shouldn't say we always, we always should look at the physical Bible, but at the same time, we also have an additional resource, which is the you know, Bible Gateway, you know, Blue Letter Bible. You have different uh, digital means you can look up these things. What you want to do is you want to type that word in the search, look it up, and see the, the different scriptures that come up based on whatever that role it is you're playing. And even if you're not playing that role now, but you're looking to play that role, right? So let's just say you're a child, and you're looking at your parents, you say, hey, you know what, one day I want to be married, all right? So if you're learning, you want to start learning and preparing how to do this, amen? Now, step two. Now, once you get those scriptures, you want to review those. And, you know, review all scriptures, and this is for wives, but you want to review all scriptures listed for wives. So if you're a wife, you want to say, okay, either those that are looking to get married, or those that are already married, and you say, all right, let me, let, me, let me push Paul. Let me, let me start over. You may or may not have had you know, premarital counseling. He said, all right, well, I'm in it now. You know what I mean? So let me, let me figure out how to be your wife. All right, so now you want to look at the Bible, either do your Bible gateway or whatever, and look and say, all right, look at all the scriptures about wives. What, are, what does the instructions manual say about how to be a wife? 
especially, see the smiley face there, especially with those that smack you in the face, like, and I don't mean physically smack you in the face, you know what I'm saying? But the ones that are, you know, in your crawl, like, ooh, I don't know if I'm trying to do that one. You know, because, you know, we, we've been raised a certain way, you know, because it's like, woman, hear me roar. Is that what God says? You know, and so we, we got we to hold things up to look at the instructions, man, because God actually is the creator, so he actually knows best how a woman works and how a man works. And so if we follow his instructions, man, it's very possible we may get success versus doing what we heard down at Beauty Salon. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, so we got to pick those scriptures that do that. All right, number three, then we got to choose to believe the scriptures. Well, it's not enough that you just look them up and write them down about what it's about being a wife, but you got to choose to believe what you, what you see there. And number four, again, get at least one to three. Certainly you can get as many as you can, but I'll say have at least one to three now because when circumstances arise, the devil doesn't play fair. It's not as if you're a wife and all of a sudden he's going to, you know, telegraph, and football they call it telegraph in the past, where you're like, hey, look, I'm going to throw the ball there. I'm telling everybody, and then I actually throw the ball there. That's called telegraphing your pass. That means defense is like, I see it coming. <laughs> Let me go intercept it. No, the devil doesn't do that. He doesn't play fair. It's not like he announces when he's going to come to throw evil thoughts at you or to try to cause some drama in the crib. So you want to have some scriptures already down in your heart so when those situations arise, you can apply those scriptures. So how do you want to do it? One, you want to choose, you want to get scriptures in your heart by A, choosing to believe the scripture, and then B, repeating it. Repeating it, yeah, yeah, you want to verbally say it, because again, the words you speak are spared in their life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Faith comes by yeah. hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear yourself saying the word, the more you're hearing that word, the more you're going to get think that it actually is true. So you want to choose to believe the scripture, and then repetition. Law of repetition, keep saying it, keep saying it. Now, number five is, then you actually want to do it. So, when it says chase conversation and quiet spirit, you actually want to do that. Because, you know, it might be, you know, it might be, you know, in the way you either may have been raised or the way you was hanging around with your girls. And, you know, everybody was just uh, talking aloud and just getting off. And, but, again, we got to look at the instructions mail and say, wait, 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 wait. I don't know how much success I'm having doing that, so let me let me look at this other thing, this Bible. You need some instructions manual. So how would you want to do that? One, when negative thoughts come up, there's an opportunity there. This is where the devil doesn't play fair. So now you want to take the time with those scriptures you already had in your heart, and you want to replace that thought with the scripture. Why are we doing it? We're doing the actual same process that Jesus did. You can reference those scriptures there in Matthew 4. 1 through 11 and Luke 4, 1 through 13, when the enemy came at him when he was in the wilderness, he didn't come with a red tail and a pitchfork. Those were actually thoughts that he was throwing at Jesus. And Jesus didn't get into a whole big debate. He was like, as it is written, as written. So again, we want to have that word in our hearts. So when those thoughts come up, to be mad at a you or be mad at the kids, you want to, you want to have something, a scripture that's already in your heart. I'm not going to give yourself prosper. You know, a wife of noble character. You, you want to have those scriptures already in you, so when those thoughts come up, now you're speaking those thoughts. I mean, you're, I'm sorry, you're speaking those scriptures, because what you're doing is you're renewing your mind. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says we are called to be renewing our mind. That's ongoing. We went to the series last month, we talked about spirit, soul, and body. 
Our soul didn't get saved when we got saved. So we had to continue to renew our, and our soul and our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. We had to continue to renew our mind because our mind didn't even get saved when we got saved. So we had to continue to give it something new to replace where I may have thought that I wanted to come off at the husband or at the kid because that's, you know, that's how I was raised. I had to renew my mind to the way kingdom is. Remember, God is trying to get us to operate down here on earth the way it is in heaven. And most, just about all times, it's opposite of what we feel like doing down here. So when he tells us overcome evil with good, that's opposite. Because, you know, we see evil, we try to get our, you know what I mean, we try to get our two stands on, like, what's up? But no, 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 no. He says, no, overcome evil with good. You got to do the opposite to get the result that I want for the long-term victory. Amen? So you got to replace that thought with scripture. All right? Now, that's the first thing when the thought comes up. Number two. Is at the same time, so as you're saying in scripture, I'm a wife of noble character. Now start thinking about also, because the Bible says, whatever things are true, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are of a good report, meditate, think on these things. That's Philippians 4 and 8. So as you're already speaking God's word, I'm a wife of noble character. Remember that. You have one or two scriptures that you already have down in your heart. I'm a wife of noble character. Now you're thinking about it. You're seeing yourself with your husband on vacation. You're seeing yourself laughing. You're seeing yourself at the wedding day 5, 10, 20 years ago. You're seeing these things, but you're meditating on something that's blessed and pure. Because what's in front of you is your husband giving you some attitude about doing this. Got me? So, so you got to come back there because it's easy to come off that and like, hold up. I've been working all day. Or I've been doing this, this, and that. It's easy to come off that but you got to replace that and be like, wait a minute, okay, I'm a white and noble character. I see. I, and, and, and your mind is thinking about, okay, I see our wedding day. I see ourselves having vacation. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have to address the dishes pieces, but what God is saying, he may say to the Holy Spirit, is in the best time, season your words. You know what I mean? Be gentle with the prior spirit. So you have to actually apply it that way because you want kingdom results. If it is for, for, for your husband to do those dishes, you want that. Does that make sense? But going about it, battling, may not get it, especially with men. Yeah? So you have to go God's way because God says, I designed him. I know what makes him work. Coming off at him like you're his mom isn't going to work. So we got to go in a way that I tell you to go so that you can have a husband down there naked with a apron on doing his dishes. Amen. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, for all my single people, you go. All right, all right, that's what I'm saying. All right. All right. Oh, my God. So, so let's see. All right, so um, now I can talk about you want to do the action. You want to do the action that the scripture is telling you to do, not what your flesh is wanting you to do. Because you, you, you want to come off at them for not doing the position. So, but you want to do the action that the scripture is telling you to do. All right? All right, now, then D is you want to repeat A through C. You want to keep that process going. You want to have one or two scriptures in your heart. When that situation comes up, you're speaking, you're, you're saying a new word. Instead of cursing at him, you're saying, no, I'm a life of no character. Does that make sense? You're seeing yourself on vacation. You're seeing yourself having kids. You're seeing, you know, you're seeing those things. And then you're actually applying, hey, I'm going to go about this in a noble way. You want to keep repeating it. Why? Because that's what the enemy may not, in that moment, the husband may not have done the dishes yet. Like, you're doing these things, and you may not see him physically walk over there and do those dishes yet. You gotta keep doing what God tells you to do. And even if that end result right there isn't, I guarantee you God's gonna work in that person's heart. 
they'll have them start doing a business. It may not be today, maybe later on, it may be that moment. But always remember, we have a godly account. And God is looking at us to say, I understand he didn't do that. But what did I tell you to do? And so from that perspective, that's on God. If you did what God told you to do, that's for God to work on his heart. Does that make sense? So you make sure you want you always want to hear well done. Does that make sense? Let God work on that man's heart. Now, trust in Daniel. So did you know, depending on the translations, there are at least 126 scriptures dealing with wives. At least 126. So Ladies, I don't think y'all going to have time to be focusing on what, what the husband's scriptures are. You got enough scriptures to be focused on what you got to do. Why? Because we want to hear that well done. Because he's your creator. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Now, just a, here's just a few. I'm not going to pick all of them. There's just a few references, okay? Let's reference here 1 Peter 3, 1-6. New Living Translation. 1 Peter 3, 1-6. New Living Translation. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husband. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, which is the gospel, um, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. That means you're, when you're doing things and you're not uh, getting on them, just your conduct is going to change your life. Amen? Um, they will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. Now, he's not saying you don't, you ain't, don't dress the part. He's saying, you know what I mean? It's fine. The writer is saying you can do these things, but don't get so caught up in it that you forget the main things you're supposed to be doing, which is God's work. Does that make sense? Um, you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious to God. Now, this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him her master. Another translation says, called him Lord. You are her daughter, I gave the condition, when you are her daughter. Remember everyone says, we're the seed of Abraham. All right, same thing with ladies. You're going to daughters, daughters of Sarah. But here's the, here's the condition, right? You are her daughters when, Gabby, you do what is right without fear of what your husband might do. So we have to understand this, this set of scriptures smacks us right in the face because it says, ladies, when it comes to being a wife, don't focus on him. You do the things that God has instructed you to do. Let me give you all a tip because I am a man, I am a husband, I am a father. But right now we're talking to being a husband. When good thing does this scripture, when she's coming at me with a gentle and quiet spirit, and I'm not just going to say good thing, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to speak from the male perspective, but she does it too. She, now this is not about manipulation, but this is because God knows how I work, how I uh, work and operate, because he created me. She gets whatever she wants. Amen. 
from something selling monetary, from gifts to sex, whatever it is. I want to make it plain because she's because she's doing what God God says. I know I know how to get at him. You get you come to him with a gentle and quiet spirit. And we're not talking about don't say nothing and being your foot on his uh, foot on her neck. We're not talking about none of that kind of caveman stuff. We're talking about hearing the wisdom from God about I have something I need for him to do, or I'm gonna ask him something, and I can I can certainly come at him at his neck or, or be on him every two minutes. But let me hear from God. Let me let me let me do what the instructions man tell me to do to get the result that I want. When she does that, that's a wrap. I, I'm putting in her hands. I'm, I'm being transparent. And I think Joe will tell you the same thing. Put in her hands. When that happens, that's a wrap. I'm just, I, I know the flesh doesn't want to do that. Because it seems like, it seems like, on some level, you could be taken advantage of or it kind of leaves you vulnerable. But guess what? You signed up for a marriage which says you're you are no longer in this life single in terms of doing things, and not that we, any of us should always be doing things for ourselves, but you know, you have some autonomy there. When you get married, the two become one flesh. So you have to recognize you're working with someone, and both of you are designed to give yourselves for each other. That means you are sacrificing some things. Guess what? We went through this last month, the husband be sacrificing too. So. You have to understand and then trust God that he has caused us because he knows how he created a man and how he created a woman and how to get at them. Amen? Amen. Now, let's reference 1 Timothy 3 and 11. ESV version. Standard version. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderous, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Now, the context there, uh, Paul was talking to Timothy with regards to preparing him for being a pastor, but he talked about their list of deacons, um, and he was talking about the wives of deacons. But guess what? That principle is the same for all wives. Like, shouldn't, even though you're not married to a deacon, should, shouldn't you not be slanderous? <laughs> like, shouldn't you also not be, you know, talking, talking fake, fake stuff about other people? So we apply those scriptures every. Is wise, wise as well, not just wildly deep. Now, here's another benefit. I just talked about it. Here's another scripture, but it talks about the principle of powerful influence. Let's reference First Corinthians seven and sixteen, New Living Translation. Don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? Think about it. Look, the the most important thing that we can do as human beings on this earth. The most, the only, the number one is choose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Yeah. That is the only reason yeah. that we are alive is to glorify God. Yeah. There are not many ways to God. There is one. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one nah, comes to the Father except by me. So if we, if wives, if you could help in that process, what? That's like a huge piece of your godly account. Just by your conduct. Doesn't mean you gotta hit them with the Bible every day. Or, no. no, you just say what God has for you to say. Walk, do your conduct. You know, do the different things God has for you to do around the crib. You know, whether you're working or not working, just do the things God has for you to do. He will sit back and observe. Men are visual, and so he will sit back and observe not only visually, but he will sit back and just peep. You know, because a lot of times men 
we're visual from the from the physical perspective in terms of how we may, you know, men may pee women perspective. That's some, a flesh piece we gotta work on. But then also, we're not always so quick to jump in. You know, we tend to kind of kind of look and analyze a little bit and kind of women women just you know, they just jump in. And that's a good thing, you know. But but from that perspective, we observe that that change conversation, we observe that behavior, man, look, you women you have a powerful influence over your wife, over Jesus, over your husband. So you have to understand that, and that's not to use for manipulation, but it says when you play your chess game right, you can always get victories. Does that make sense? So if you can play a role in that person, in that background scripture was talking about uh, those who are choosing about with regards to divorce and those kind of things, because it was talking about how to distinguish with regards to, you know, desertion. But they're trying to make a point to say, look, you know how important and, and, important and influential you are? You can even help somebody who's not saved get saved. Yeah. Um, now, praise the Lord. God, best that we be, don't be unequally yoked. So you want to go in America first as two believers. But he was just saying here in principle, if even that's the case, if you happen to get into a marriage, and you happen to marry one who hadn't chosen yet to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, your conduct, your way of doing things can even get him to the most important thing that he can do in his life. That's how influential you are. Does that make sense? You can also reference, uh, there's uh, a couple of examples here. You can reference uh, the book of Ruth, Ruth 3, uh, 4 through 11, and 4 and 13. Again, some of you may know, <laughs> here in those scriptures, Ruth, who chose she was, you know, had a little, she peeped Boaz a little bit, and he only was telling her, well, if you do these things, if you go while he sleep, you just kind of chill, let the cover up, just kind of lay near his feet, that's kind of thing. I'm you know, I'm saying, I'm like, man, that just sounds relaxing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Boaz wake up, and he's like, yo, what's happening? What's going on here? Now, she wasn't doing nothing sexual, she was just being a blessing to him. Man, next thing you know, he said, because you did that, tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want. Why? Because she chose to just do the things that God had for her to do. And then later on, you know, they got married as well. You can reference here, that's a lot of you may know. Again, she was at a point where, you know, have some drama going with people of Israel, with brother Jews, and she was married to the king, and the king had, now I'm and the king had, you know, this decree that no one came to him, you know, unless he kind of gave the permission to accept her peace. And so, she knowing that, but she also knew she had to something that she had to carry out for the Jews. So she adorned herself. She made sure she, she looked all cool and fine and everything. And she chose to use that influence. And when he saw her, he was like, hold up, hold it. You know what I mean? It was like, to the scepter over, he was like, tell me what you want up to half my kingdom. Again, this is the principle of the influence wise that you have over men. Not for manipulation, but you don't have to go at his neck. Does that make sense? There are other ways to get the things you want, get the things that God has for y'all to do. Amen? Amen? Alright? Now, uh, Manoa's uh, wife, Samson, uh, again, there you see that piece as well. We have to understand that, and you reference uh, Judges 13, uh, 2 to 24. We have to understand, and there, you know, angel of God told her, hey, because she had been barren, hey, guess what? You, you're you're going to, you know, conceive a child, going to see the son. So she went and told, um, told Manoah, and he was like, 
he immediately was like, okay, he immediately went to, he was influenced so much that he went to pray to God, not about whether it was true, but about what do we do with this child? Help us give us some purpose with this child. That's before the child even came on. That's the kind of influence, ladies, that you have. Amen? Amen. You can do this. So, if you're, so in two categories, ladies, if you're either looking to be a wife one day, you take these messages and things and study and prepare, because you don't, no one goes to a test, preferably, <laughs> without doing some study and some practice. So ladies, if you're unmarried currently, but you do have a desire to be married one day, you know, don't sit back and wait. These are the times that you, you start to study, you start to prepare. All right, well, I'm going to be in that role one day. Devil likes in the power of the tongue. Glory to God. My, my tongue is a federal ready right, so I'll call myself a wife one day. So you do that, you start to look. You start to look at the scriptures. Why? Well, what does it mean to be a wife? Am I doing these things now? You start preparing for these things now, all right? And then other category, if you are a wife now, it's time for you to study and to use his word. Amen? It's not too late. We're still here. And you may have already been doing these things, but we all can continue to grow as a result with the husband. We've got some areas to grow on as well. Amen? Pray the Lord. It's good. All right. Uh, all right, so now we have to understand we're held accountable to receive eternal reward. Always look at everything we do, we have to look at. We have a godly account. And God is looking at us individually, our different roles that we play. Maybe a husband, maybe a father, but we have a godly account. And so God is looking at us, what do we do? Because sometimes we experience challenges with our coworkers, with our spouses, with the family member, because of Pookie and them. So, but we got to understand, even versus the wow wow, you know what I mean? All I'm trying to do is get a, a vitamin in the water and coming off at me. Okay, well, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to either come off, you know. Or it's an opportunity to say, all right, let me, let me practice some patience. Let me, let, me be so, you know, let me be so into this person in terms of that, in terms of this, you know, speaking some life and some words. It's an opportunity because God is watching. Not watching so he can zap us. Now, that's not the God we're talking about. For those that are believers, he's looking to see, all right, I just see this area where he got to continue to grow more. But, but it, we have to always remember we have a godly account. That's reference 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. New King James Version. But we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That judgment is two judgments. There's the judgment seat of Christ. That's for believers. If you ever see judgment with regards to the great right throne, that's for those who are not believers. This one's for us. Um, that each one may receive the things done in the body, those eternal rewards we want, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So we will receive eternal rewards based on the things we've done down here. You want to get as many eternal rewards as you can, amen? So that's based on what we do down here, based on what we know, based on what we choose to apply and grow, amen? Now, let's reference uh, Colossians 3 and 17, Amplified Passage. So here, here's the blessing, ladies. So if you say, all right, well, that thing is awesome. Here's, 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 here's your come up and say, all right, here's, here's the reason why I do it. And whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person, give praise to God the Father through him. You do it as unto the Lord. Don't, don't do it to make yourself happy. You do it as unto the Lord and through that you will see the results of your joy continuing to grow and, and manifest. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen
and you will also see the end result and rewards of your actions. That husband's action will change. You just got to continue to keep doing it. And there may be some things you desire. Does that make sense? For example, you may be in a place where, for example, as a couple, it's on your heart because God says He will give you desires of your if you <laughs> you He will give you desires of your heart. You have to make sure. And let's just say one day you have a desire to, you know, you wouldn't mind going on vacation. Let's just say to, to the Caribbean, right? And, and you, you as a wife. Well, that's not evil. God said he'll give us really all things to enjoy. I said, that's, that's, that's fine. That's, I ain't got a problem. God ain't got a problem with that. But your husband may be the cat that he, you know, maybe because of some background, he grew up kind of holding that penny kind of tight. You know what I mean? He ain't trying to go past the next block for vacation. And again, got meet people where they are. Does that make sense? Not everybody can can do that. So going down the road, going down the road before whatever for vacation, that's fine. Or just get away. That's all good, depending on where people are. But if that, but that's, we're not talking about that person. We're talking about the, the one who just like just chooses because he just does not believe in vacations. So you got two opposites there. Well, if you as a wife have that on your heart and you have a peace from God that going on vacations is fine and you talk to your husband, he's not there yet, well, don't, don't give up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, what I'm saying is, don't badger him and don't get on him every day, yeah. but you just sprinkle it, and you talk to God, and let God give you the wisdom about how to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, so God will give you steps. I'm telling you. Yeah. But you do it as unto the, you do everything as unto the Lord. Why do I want to do this? Isaiah 119. Ladies, if you are willing... And obedient, you should eat the good of the land. When you follow God's plan, you will eat the good of the land. I am here to tell you, as a husband, when these things are flowed again, there's no saying no to me. Unless, I mean, there's no me saying no because she gets whatever excuse that's already, you know, God breathed. Does that make sense? So you gotta understand that. All right, all right. Give God glory. Thank you, God. All right, now we got to make sure that, um, praise God, thank you, Father, for his word. Now we got to make sure that we are, we've already, this is the time we'll be circled and we have highlighted and say, all right, this is that one thing I'm going to choose to start applying this week, this week, this week. All right? Um, and the next part that we have to understand is, even though God has together, it's not, he had a plan for us to receive, but it's not just for us. So we got to share, ladies, you know, if you're a wife, you're trying to be a wife, make sure you share with your girlfriends or whatever. Share their nuggets or say, all right, well, because you, you might be not married now, but you know some wives that are married. And that, you know, and you might know some areas, but they just aren't doing it. And they may look at you and say, well, hold up, you know, you ain't married now. You want to tell me what to do? Well, but you know, but the, the maturity says, if you learn something from God about something, and even though you're not married, you can share something in love with them that might help them grow. So don't so take it in, but also you choose to share and apply it. Amen? Amen. All right. We're, we're good. All right. Father, we just pray and thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, for choosing to take time, Father, to gather us both in person and digitally, Lord God, to just receive from you and what you have for us to receive and grow. We thank you, Father. We're humble that you would. Give us something, Father, to help our lives grow for your glory, Lord God. So we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. If there's glory to God, we have to understand that just about everything was predicated on those choosing to you know, have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because all of these things are, are conditional on us to have a relationship with Jesus and Him giving, giving us instruction. So if there's anyone 
that um, doesn't currently have a relationship with Jesus, but wants to. So I say, you know what, I want to make a change. You know, some things are, you know, going awry or whatever. Um, I, I just want to have a relationship with Jesus. Is there anyone, because he'll meet you right where you are. Again, you don't have to come to Jesus perfect. you got to understand that. You don't come to him perfect. You come to him just as you are, and then he will continue to develop us. So if there's anyone that wants to have Jesus as their friend, um, as their Lord, as their Savior, please raise your hand. Boy, God. Next. If there's anyone, Lord God, that um, may have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior back in the day, but gotten off, you know, the same thing, just gotten off better. Guess what? Jesus is such a Lord that he will ever, if you rededicate his life to him, he will put you right back where you are and help you continue to grow. So if there's anyone that wants to rededicate your life to Jesus, just raise your hand. Boy, God. Next. The Bible says the prayer of faith heals the sick. So if there's anyone that wants to, us to pray and stand in agreement with you with regards to whether the issue is being removed from your already healed body, you got to understand, God did not call for us to be sick or anything like that. It is not his desire. I said this before, if that was the case, then Jesus was a real disobedient son because he came down here healing people. So if there's anyone who wants to stand in agreement with regards to anything that be heaven on the body, just raise your hand. Finally, uh, it's important that we understand that when we choose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit initially comes with us. But then there's an opportunity to choose to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the indwelling, with the further indwelling of Him. That means for the purposes of power. So if there's anyone that wants to receive the filling of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling, also come with sound evidence. Speak another time. Just raise your hand. All right, praise the Lord. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for this, this gathering of believers, Lord God. Thank you for all that you've done in us, through us, and for us, Lord God. Please use us, Father, now throughout the rest of the day and this week and beyond for us to grow, Father, for your Lord. We have to call it done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.